Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Yes, let's do it then. Season four, episode nine of the MLS UK show. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Welcome along as we celebrate the end of League's Cup. It's all over now. Uh, What a pointless competition that was. Right, guys? At least you were invited. My team (laughs) were. Can I be honest? Go on. Genuinely... And I would have said the same before. I don't, I don't really care. No, it's. Um, I think you've got the Champions League, which is great. But then, uh, yeah, this League's Cup and then the Champ- Campions Cup as mm. well. I mean, I know Atlanta have yeah. won the Champions You have uh, you've been slightly involved in that in the uh, past. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's, it's just to create a relationship between Liga MX and MLS. I don't want a relationship. I don't know. Well, let's see how the uh, All-Star game goes in a few weeks. Maybe it's worth it. Or maybe we'd be like, oh, just crying out for a European team to play them again. I really want to beat them in the All-Stars thing. But for me, the the Arsenal's and Tottenham's and uh, Atletico Madrid's are more exciting. Well, maybe that's because we're from Europe. But I'm sure if you speak to yeah, good point. the majority of uh, MLS fans, I'm sure they'd say the same. But we'll never know. It could be the start of something beautiful and sort of proper rivalry where you really want to win. Um, by the way, do you want my autograph now or or later? <laughs> just Elliot Holman, uh, international television personality. Yeah. Um, so Saturday evening, I'm uh, <laughs> out with some friends. We're having a few drinks. We're celebrating. Mm. And we're not celebrating anything in particular, but probably just being out again and, and being in each other's company. 
And then suddenly I start getting notifications on my phone. Mm. And it was around, whatever it was, 6 o'clock here in the UK. So what, we're talking 2, 2 p.m., 1 p.m. Yeah. in the States. And um, it's you in your Norwich shirt <laughs> on TV. Uh, was it NBC or whoever shows yeah, Premier yeah, League? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it spotted I think it was you. on Fox. I don't know if it was on more than one, but I saw people from Fox there filming. Right. So it's definitely on Fox, but I don't know about the others. But yeah, uh, somebody uploaded a, a picture they'd taken of their TV. And uh, so, is that Elliot from the MLS UK show? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've ever spoken about the fact that I have that seat, which is like right in the in the front row of the, in the corner at Cow Road, and uh, certainly haven't spoken about it in the last two years. Um, but so many people message me. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, if you're watching on our, on YouTube, I'll put it up right now. There we go. Uh, so that's Elliot on uh, on TV. Um, kind of a big deal. Yeah, so now Norwich are back in the Premier League. Mm. Uh, whenever Norwich are going to be on NBC or Fox or whatever, keep your eyes peeled because uh, to the car- so it's the corner. It's how it's- to the right of the TV, the far corner. Yeah, so when they're there, you've got a chance of seeing Elliot in his Norwich shirt. Maybe not in December, you'll wear your Norwich shirt. Maybe it'll be a, a big coat and a scarf, but uh, maybe the, yeah. maybe a get in T-shirt. <laughs> In, in December good luck with that um, yeah so I mean wasn't the result you hoped for absolutely but, not yeah definitely uh, worthwhile being there and being on TV can I be honest I genuinely and I, next week if we get battered I'll care this week I did not care being there and you've been to see Bolton as yeah, well yeah. I know and I know you were working at Old Trafford as well in, in lockdown when no one was there yeah just being there was incredible. It, like gives you goosebumps. Like having that first that first song at kickoff, that roar as well. And they've replayed it on the radio. I heard it on on Radio Norfolk on the way on the way back. And it's like it's so loud. Mm. It's ridiculous. Just everyone back together. So good. Um, yeah, we lost three 0 No, well, like you said, <laughs> I was I was at Old Trafford last season, and to be there and witness, lucky enough to be witness, no fans in. Mm. It's so. It's not good. It's soulless. Uh, I know some people would have experienced it with MLS and there's some Canadian teams that have had it yeah. this season. But to be back with fans like, uh, yeah, I'm going to watch Bolton, which isn't the Premier League, but it's still, it's just, it, that's proper football. It's just better. And uh, we, we're getting back to normal, which is good. And normality is, unfortunately for you, Norwich getting beat in the Premier League. And we also, hopefully, back to normal on the MLS UK show as well. If you watched our last episode on YouTube... <laughs> Fair play to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we're sorry about that. Basically, the cameras, the focus weren't working, so it was but you were out of focus for the majority of the episode. Um, if you've not watched it, if you listen on your podcast provider, go and search us, youtube.com forward slash MLS UK show. Subscribe while you're there. Uh, watch the last episode because I kind of... I didn't want to just put on just one image, like, mm. this is the episode. I kind of wanted to make it interesting for people who were watching it. So we came up with a quiz. <laughs> we came up with uh, former MLS UK players that you may have forgotten about. There were some fun facts. Like, did you know that Vancouver is actually closer to Mexico than Toronto? Before I watched it, I didn't. But no, now, yeah. now I know. Yeah, so uh, you do learn quite a lot. <laughs> uh, Wondolowski was two years old. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Caden Clark was two years old when Wondolowski... Uh, did his uh, MLS debut, so stuff like that. So check it out. You'd hopefully do learn something. And uh, yeah, we we are sorry about that, but hopefully we made up for it. And uh, yeah, hopefully this video has worked. So uh, youtube.com forward slash MLS UK show. And if you did listen to the last episode, maybe even just on your podcast provider, could you notice that the first two times we tried to record and got to 40 <laughs> minutes, 
it failed to record. Yeah, we had an <laughs> did it all absolute... So, did it all sound natural? <laughs> absolute nightmare last time. So hopefully... <laughs> Uh, the only problems we've had is me. It took me two hours to get here because of traffic. But hopefully that's, that's the only. It's nothing bit. in America. That's no, a standard commute. It's not. Um, so we're gonna loads to talk about today, Dan. That's just a recap of what happened this weekend in MLS. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Henry's Guide to North America. The Crisis Right is back as well. Uh, and we'll be looking at the predictions for this weekend. First of all, I want to say thank you very much if you've left us a rating on your podcast provider. We really appreciate that. A few ratings come in, not using the keywords, though. We will give you the keyword mm, yeah. at the end of the episode. If you put that in the subject or mention it, we will definitely mention you on the podcast. But uh, we we appreciate the five-star ratings, but you'll only get a mention if you, <laughs> if you put the keyword in. But thank you anyway. We start every episode with the game with the changing name. Mm. Now, you texted me about this before. So, so. excited for this one. Uh, so, come on. So, it's uh, someone who's played in the UK and in MLS. Mm. Uh, what's the career path? Come on. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll read you their career path and you've got to work out which what player it is. I didn't know this about this player. They started their career, their, their debut, professional debut, was against Bayern Munich in Europe. Wow. For Norwich. Oh, for Norwich. <laughs> wow. Okay. It was a long time ago. Uh, yeah. Remember when Norwich were in Europe? Me neither. I was too. <laughs> um, so I'll read you their career path. This player started in 93 and they made 49 appearances for Norwich. The first of which was in that illustrious uh, victory over Bayern Munich. Uh, he scored three goals. Um, went on loan to Hereford. So... <laughs> Oh, right, okay. Top class. Um, also, Brighton and Hove Albion. I'm going to l- read you the list of teams because it's very long. So we'll go quick fire. Pay attention. Gillingham, Bristol, Wolves, Leicester, Palace, Stoke, Burnley, Sheffield United, Burnley again, Houston Dynamo, Notts County, Colwyn Bay. Uh, wow. Well, have you got any early thoughts? Do you want to hear them again? No, uh, we've not got <laughs> enough time. Um, so if you started in Norwich, probably what, 90... 93. 93. So I'm assuming their career lasted until, what, 2008, 2009? I think, my dad will correct me on this, I believe, and this is just what you and you recall stories from when you were a kid, I believe their kids went to my dad's school. My dad's a, a head teacher, wow. principal, uh, if you're in uh, the States. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I believe they went to his school. Okay, uh, that will help literally mm. one person. <laughs> That's yeah. Elliot's dad. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to have to have a think about that because, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know where to start. But um, 2009, it, Houston Dynamo, 14 appearances. If you think you know, get in touch with us at MLS UK Show on Twitter, Instagram, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can just uh, comment below and it'll leave a timestamp where you're up to, as we say every week. If you go to the end... And then get the answer. And we'll come know. Back. We'll find out. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, let us know if you think you know. Um, right. We're going to recap what happened in MLS this weekend. But first, let's hear a, a message from our sponsor, which is actually me and Elliot. Elliot Holman. Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. Yes, this episode is brought to you by Soccer90.com. Those guys have got you covered. Every single MLS team is represented on there. Go and get your merch right now. Soccer90.com. There's also some of the biggest teams in Europe, which does make me think that new Norwich away kit, it's going to be on there soon. Um, Well, that would be the biggest uh, teams in Europe plus Norwich. Uh, Yeah, if you are a fan of PSG, like if you want some new merch because of Messi signing or the big English teams, we're talking Man City, Man United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, they're all on there. Bolton. 
Not quite. Uh, if you, at the checkout as well, put MLS UK, you'll get an extra 25% off. You don't need another reason, surely. Soccer90.com. The MLS UK Show. So it was another busy weekend in MLS, and we're going to start from the back and go to the front. So, uh, <laughs> And that's mainly because the last match of the weekend finished 6-2. That's and the true. the first match ended 0-0. <laughs> um, so the first match then, we're going to talk about Portland 2, Seattle 6, Cascadia. What a game this was. If you were going to put this in a coaching manual, you, you're probably going to do it as a, a good use of attacking rather than defending. Mm. I've got to say that there were some really good saves. They just then... We're putting on the rebound quite yeah, a few times. Yeah, it's, it's dominance from Seattle, and especially against a rival as well. The Seattle fans have got to be absolutely buzzing with that result. Um, I know there's been Portland fans going, you don't, you, you, you don't need to talk about this game on the podcast. Don't worry <laughs> about it. It's fine. We kind of have to. That is, I questioned Seattle. I asked you about Seattle in the last episode. And I said, even if they have a wobble, are you, you know, are you confident? And this is why they really have such class. They do, yeah. I mean, even the first two goals were, were great. Uh, from Freddie Montero scored them both, and it's like a great example of what he can do. He's, he's a poultry, he gets in on the rebound for the first one, mm. second one cuts inside, puts in the top corner. So it's not all about the young guns, is it? It's not, no. And I mean, that would mean so much to A, the Seattle fans, but also Freddie Montero as mm. well. He's, he's uh, one of his first, if not his first, uh, Cascadia match back in Seattle colours, and yeah, 2-0. Um, I mean, Portland came back to make it 2-2. I liked as well, actually, that the... Did you see that for the first goal, Blanco's goal for Portland, they were actually talking to Rodney Wallace, who was on the <laughs> sideline, and uh, they scored, and it's kind of like, oh, should I carry on talking to you? Do I... What do I do? Portland's latest signing, by the way, Rodney Wallace. Ooh. Got a uh, got a one-day contract so that he could see out his career uh, at Portland yeah. and um, took all the attention away from their goal. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, such a, ca- a great cameo for the one day. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that made it 2-1. Then it was 2-2 in the second half. Three minutes later, Seattle had uh, got the third goal. Great Rui Diaz uh, free kick. Such a great free kick. And then they didn't look back, did they? No, this is the thing. And I, and I think that's the moment where, you know, it, when Portland come back into it, it can go either way. And I think this is where we see the class. We, we keep talking about Portland just being on the edge of the playoffs. And when are they going to make that stride? And when, we've not seen it yet because Seattle just went on to dominate that game. Yeah, and to be honest, you you look at Portland score two, and and okay, they've conceded six goals, but uh, and maybe they could have reacted better to some of the shots that got uh, pushed yeah. away. Um, the American commentators called it a stale ball. Do you know where the re- you're coming in on the rebound? Mm. Uh, so uh, we've not a heard stale that. ball. Yeah, we've not heard that in the UK. So, so if there's a shot on frame and shot. it's and it's saved, yeah, it's then a stale ball. It's anyone's ball. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't think they necessarily played that bad. I just thought Seattle was so dominant, especially mm. that last half an hour. And uh, I mean, Rui Diaz scored two. He's now scored 13 this season, but that was outshined. He was outshone by his teammate, Jimmy Madranda. What a goal this was. The thing is, right, the competition, the goal of the season competition for MLS this year is incredible have we ever seen a season like that we're, we're what not even halfway through no most of them are seattle as well yeah, this is true yeah yeah some of these goals are unbelievable and the talent in mls level i've seen it played on sky sports news here in the uk over and over and over today the coverage is getting bigger and bigger and it's such a massive thing for us to see over here for me to turn on the tv when i was waiting for you and see that goal played on on sky sports news i'm thinking yeah mls has arrived in the uk now 
Yeah, if, if you haven't seen the goal, it's best described. Well, it was a corner that came in. He's hit it first time on the volley. He's hit the bar and got it. And Paul Scholes scored a few of those yeah, yeah, yeah. in his career for Man United. And it was just an incredible finish. It didn't touch the ground until it hit the bar and then went bounced behind the line. Uh, my favourite part of this was the commentators. I know Stu Holden was the summariser. They they were they just was they were speechless for about five seconds. Just <laughs> let, just let the, they just sat there and then they, they sort of reacted to it again. So brilliant finish that made it five two. Question for you. Go on. Is it a better goal if it doesn't hit the crossbar and go straight in? I think goals look better when they hit the crossbar and go in and yes. you're not bouncing. It just gives it that little bit of an edge. Yeah, I, I have to agree. It pulls goals esque, as you say. Even if it's from two yards, you know, if it's a cross that's coming in two yards and they've nearly missed it, but if it hits the bar and goes in, it just oh, looks yeah, better. You did it on purpose. Yeah. Uh, so 6 2. Uh, Seattle, um, they did drop down. LA Galaxy went top for a while. So Seattle now back in second um, in the West. Portland are in seventh. Portland's still in a playoff place. And um, we have said before, we expect them to be in the playoffs. But, uh, I mean, yeah, what more can we say? Seattle were dominant. Yeah, and going, but obviously since we've done the last podcast, Seattle got a point uh, at home against Dallas. Yeah. And then a win in the league's cup as well, which is against Tigres, which is not to, you can't knock that as well. Mm. So these guys are flying at the minute. And for me, I know it's a battle between themselves and SKC, who we'll come on to, but you have to look at Seattle and just your brain that has the history of MLS just says Seattle win this season. Yeah, you know, it does. And uh, Seattle, the, we said at the start of the season, they lost the MLS Cup last year and good teams bounce back. We see it in the Premier League. Man City, have, they don't go two years without not winning the league. No, no. Man United never did in the 90s as well. This Seattle team, if they will be pushing, they'll be desperate to win it again this year. And if you are interested in the stats of uh, most wins and maybe... Who's finished bottom the most? Then stay tuned for the Crisis is Right little game for you later oh, on. It makes its return. Um, right, so much to talk about this weekend. Uh, even on Saturday night there was. Uh, I know Red Bulls fans are interested to hear what we've got to say about what happened in their game. Uh, but on Sunday, okay, there were, there were four matches. Two of them had a total of 15 goals in them. <laughs> The other two had two goals in them. Would you like to have a guess at the two games that I watched on Sunday night? It's definitely the lowest, lowest scoring ones because you brought the curse to them. Yes, it was. Um, the other high scoring game, Nashville 5, DC United 2. And I mean, this was, what a game this was as well. Nashville looking good again at home. Uh, they're in third now in the uh, in the East. Yeah. DC opened the goal scoring and then Nashville just hit back. And, and is we're saying it about Seattle, it's what good teams do. You, you can't knock them for too long. Yeah, I've said this before. I love seeing Nashville do well. You know, they're, they're fairly young in the grand scheme of things uh, in terms of ML, time in MLS. And of course, we're looking at Austin and saying, can, you know, can they get better? Nashville, already for me, doing way better than Cincinnati have. You know, who have had a longer time. And, you know, uh, when it comes to Nashville, four points in in three games, as you say, third in the East, maybe not quite challenging NYC and and any revs who will come on to in a bit. But they're there on merit. And this is a really good Nashville side. It is. I mean, you just look at uh, Mukhtar has been excellent this season. Uh, Sapong as well. 
you know what you're going to get yeah, from yeah. CJ Sapong. He scored two. Uh, and Muyal as well, you know, he, he scores the two to make it four and five. Scored a, I've got to say, he scored a penalty. Kempin had, had only conceded one in four penalties mm. before that. So Muyal scoring. I mean, you'd, if that's a penalty shootout, then Kempin's team are winning. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, great for Nashville. Shout out as well to Ola Kamara. He's, he scored seven in his last six games yeah. that he's played now. Uh, first DC player to do that since 2008. And he's... Uh, he always does a job, doesn't he? This is the thing, and obviously brought in, I'm not going to say to replace Rooney, but he was the replacement for Rooney. He's where they had to turn when Rooney left. And I just think it, it was difficult at first. It didn't quite it didn't quite happen for him, but he's always got that quality. We saw it at Columbus. We saw it at Galaxy. He's always going to be hitting the target. He's there in and around the box, and he's dangerous. And like at a club, a club like Nashville... Uh, sorry, club like DC, um, where we've talked about it. They don't have huge depth. He's such an important player. Yeah, and he's a uh, thirty-one. I mean, he's he's going. He could be like a the. He's. I think when players get past thirty, they show mm. the maturity a bit more, and they, they show how they can get into certain positions where they may not have had the intelligence to do it as a younger younger player. So yeah, Kamara's working out for DC. DC, okay, they've lost five-two, but still. They're doing they're doing well. They're sixth in the East, and um, we I'd fancy them to carry on this farm, carry on the Lasada ball, and, and get into the playoffs. They know what they're doing. I like I like that we can see we can see the way they're trying to play, and when you have an identity and it's beginning to work in MLS, when you're you know maybe playing a team that's going to have to rotate a lot midweek, and it's all that's always going to win out. You know, having that identity and sticking to it is always going to win out in in MLS. It's always going to get you to the playoffs. So, hundred percent back in them there. Um, Chicago one, Columbus nil. Chicago uh, two wins in a row now, four unbeaten since you uh, <laughs> you had something to say about them on the podcast. So, uh, on behalf of Chicago fans, carry on doing that because they, <laughs> they seem to be reacting to it. Uh, Columbus though. They've yeah. lost the last four. Columbus have conceded 12 in the last four games. That's half the goals they've conceded this season yeah. have been in the last four games. What is happening there? And since we've done the last podcast, you know, that's three in a row. Yeah. Uh, lost the last four. And uh, you kind of look at them and you think, this is make or break for me because this can go one or two ways. We've seen this before. It's either a massive collapse or actually they'll just go... All right, fine. We'll, we're going to go and win our next six on the yeah. trot. It really, this is a real sticking point. It's going to go one of two ways. I don't feel like it's. it's I don't feel like it's going to go badly for them. I. I just feel like there's been a lot of games. There's been a lot of congestion. Like you say, three games since we last did the did the podcast. Yeah. I know they've lost them all, but they could easily go and win the next three, four, five. And you, you're back up there. I kind of feel like their roster is too good. Um, Caleb Porter's too good to to let that happen. Yeah, I mean, we have got to point out that this stage of a season and this year as well, with international tournaments happening, and especially with the US and say Mexico, they're going quite far, and uh, with Copper America, there are a lot of teams that have been affected by that, mm. and we we kind of see that because there's teams who have done really well in the last few weeks and teams that haven't. Uh, Columbus haven't, but you'd think now that we we're getting back to normal. And it should be all right. So Columbus, yeah, I'd still fancy that they're making the players. They've lost the last four. They've conceded 12. And they're still in a decent position, you know, to make a playoff push. So he should be okay. So they lost the last four, but we'll come on to a team in a bit who are winless in 12. 
So Columbus fans, it ain't all that bad. No, it could be worse. Um, although I've got to say for LAFC fans, it does feel for them that it, it is worse at the moment. You know, it's not good what's happening at LAFC. Even Losing to Atlanta, oh, that's bad. I mean, that's a great, bad. great win for Atlanta. Holes have scored again, three in a row. Uh, but LAFC, the, the, I mean, obviously Segura's injury hasn't helped them. I just feel that, for me, they've just never replaced Zimmerman. And it's no surprise that now... Nashville are up there and LAFC are struggling. They're struggling, yeah. The defence isn't isn't really performing. Uh, up front, I know Vey has been out for a year, so he's still really edging his way back. Mm. Rossi's been uh, not been in for the whole time as well. It's just not clicking as, at the moment for LAFC. But uh, do you see it where you say Columbus, it will click? Is it going to be the same for LAFC? I don't know. I feel like this is a real test for Bob Bradley, if I'm honest. And I know this is a real established uh, American coach who knows exactly what he's doing. I know people have got their opinions on him, but he's had success at LAFC already, plus a lot of success in the past. So this, for me, is a real test for him. Can he get that roster that is, let's be honest, has been well-assembled to really perform, really turn things around and make a difference because so far it's looking a little bit iffy this season. You start to wonder if they're even going to scrape into the playoffs. The ironic thing for me with LAFC is that um, they're kind of going down the same avenue that Atlanta did. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to come on to that and I didn't want you to think I was winding you up about us being serious. You're exactly right. I think they're in danger of being that glamour side that does really well and then actually, oh... We're in a bit of a mess now. But the roster's way better than Atlanta's for me on paper. So I, I don't know quite if you can use it as an excuse like Atlanta. Uh, I, I think that they haven't replaced, like Atlanta, I don't think they've replaced the the, the MLS names, the mm. seller ones. I know Mark Anthony Kay's just left, so yeah, it's yeah, a bit yeah. harsh to pin that on them. But um, they're at like Zimmerman. You know, there's, there's players that were in there but were, I think every squad, you need that MLS experience. I think that's what been has been Atlanta's um, downfall is that yeah they've got players that have been there since the start but they're bringing in players from uh, South America mm. they don't MLS is a unique league and you need to be have players that are used to it I think that's been the problem with LAFC however for me when you look at Atlanta and you think DeBoer Heinze I've, I've, I've agreed with them going I don't think Bob Bradley's under the same amount of pressure because of that MLS experience. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he, he just needs a couple of wins to to turn things around. It's not necessarily all all his fault, of course. It's just an opportunity for him to really, um, you know, get that team by the scruff of the neck and say, right, we we need to turn this around. Um, so I'm, in, I'm more interested to see. Mm. I think it's a real test for him, which we haven't particularly seen because they've had such a good roster and they've had it almost seems like they've had it so easy. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. And yeah, like you say, uh, there's certainly no calls for for him to depart yet. No, they're eighth in the in the West now. LAFC um, not winning six, though, and lost four of those. So they need to turn it around quickly, or else, yeah, they're going to find themselves mediocrity. But we have said before, is the West uh, the West maybe isn't a, a, as a competitive league this season. LAFC will probably still make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be pushing Seattle, SKC, and the teams at the top. But you'd still fancy LAFC will be able to pull something out of the bag to get in the playoffs. I just don't think we're expected to see them battling it out with the likes of San Jose to scrape into the playoffs. I think, you know, as the season progresses, we've, we keep saying every time we're like, oh, they'll be up there, they'll be up there. They're still not up there. Yeah. <laughs> How long can this go on? No, that's true. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, moving on to Saturday evening then, it's time to talk about the game. It was full of drama. And it wasn't drama until the 90th minute. Um, Montreal <laughs> beat our uh, Red Bulls, RBNY 2-1. 
Now, Red Bulls went to 1-0 up yeah. for a penalty. Ibrahim scored, 18-year-old, first goal for Montreal, which is great to see. He made it 1-1. And then we get to injury time. And, um, well, there's so many questions I want to ask here. First of all, what's your opinion on the penalty? So, uh, for those who haven't seen it, it's, it was one of those where Tarek's gone sliding in. The Montreal players kind of cut it back and it's hit it, uh, Tarek's arm. It's out as he's sliding. Is that a penalty or is it is it harsh on Tarek? Depends what we're what we're using to def- define if that's a penalty. For me, sitting here week in week out, middle of the week, stupid o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and a Monday, I've seen him given all season. Yeah. So so yes, should it be a penalty is another question. Yeah. Um, but in in terms of consistency, I, I don't. You you can't you can't complain because we've seen them given so many times. I've I've seen some pathetic penalty decisions in the last couple of years. Um, not all not all handballs, of course, but I think you have to look past that. When when we're going to talk about this bit, I I don't I don't believe there's enough in it for it to not be a penalty. I'm with you. We've seen him given. Uh, I thought it was harsh because he's gone. I mean, you could argue, and and we saw definitely this. harsh. We could argue. Well, you, you've seen with the Montreal uh, when they give the penalty away to RBNY, you shouldn't really be sliding in the no, area no, anyway. No. So especially in the last minute, but it was given. Um, that wasn't the last of a drama <laughs> because Connell saved the penalty for Red Bulls, but he came off his line. He went to VAR retake it, then. They retook it again, and he saved it again. But then they go to VAR, check it, and he's come off his line again. They changed the penalty taker three times before Wanyama eventually scored, which he nearly missed. Carnell got yeah, his answer. Yeah, nearly as well. saved it. Um, here's a question for you. Ask me, right? You know what I'm going to say. Ask me any question about keepers coming off the line. You know exactly what I'm going to say. It's not about that. Should Montreal have had the same penalty taker for everyone? Do you mean legally or tactically? Um, well, legally. Tactically, I guess I can understand because they've had two who missed, so they're going to give it to someone else. But legally, should that be a thing that if a penalty gets retaken, it's got to be the same guy? It's a good point. I hadn't even thought about it. It didn't even register to me that there was a problem with them changing the take kick, kick yeah. taker. It's not their fault that it's been retaken. That's, That's my, a good point. So yeah. maybe, and you know, it's horrible retaking a penalty as the spot taker because it's like, do I go the same way? So I, I think I think that's okay. I know there's people shouting at me yeah. <laughs> while well, they listen to this, but I think if the keeper saves it and he's it, it look, I don't use the word cheat. It's not cheating, yeah, but you know yeah. what I mean. They they've broken the rules to save the penalty. It is effectively cheating. Then you should be able to retake it. Yeah, I, I with I, a di- with whoever you want. Why should you be the one under pressure? Because he's done something he shouldn't it was just a thought that's all so mm. i thought well, i'll put it out there um to me it's, it's one of those i think if it goes far you've been great montreal fans are saying no he should oh, have, I, you know, I get why you'd be annoyed red bulls but, yeah. fans maybe are a bit more like well you should have had the first penalty taker but i mean he would have had three goals at it anyway yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the end uh so yeah that was um the, the funny thing is as well but the the referee i think he blew for full time after the second penalty so Red Bulls are kind of <laughs> celebrating a, a well-earned draw at Montreal. Then they go to VAR. In the end, there was like 10 minutes of stoppage time when I, I can't remember how much had been actually given. I'm sure it was like four. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the drama of MLS, of course, we've had this before um, with Orlando in the playoffs last year. And uh, we've seen that VAR, especially across Europe, is being simplified this year. However, from a neutral point of view with MLS... If uh, if we can have more of these, please, because it is exciting. I don't mind. I don't know if the, like if that happened in the Premier League 
and it was retaken, I would still wouldn't have a problem with it because no. it's a rule. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's a massive interpretation between what rules need changing and what VAR looks at needs changing. For me, if you've decided that the keeper has to have a foot on the line when that's when that kick is taken, and then he doesn't have a foot on the line, well, you can't be annoyed at VAR. No, because you, you, it's against the rules. Yeah, so uh, if you haven't seen that, first of all, where have you been? You've been under, living under a rock. But uh, catch it, the highlights are on the MLS uh, YouTube channel. Have a watch of it, because it it's fascinating, it's brilliant. It's why we watch MLS, because this sort of thing happens. And uh, and Montreal got the win in the end, so 2-1. Um, a little less drama then uh, in the... Uh, let's see, where should we go next? Uh, I'll tell you what, let's go to uh, the start of uh, Saturday evening then. LA Galaxy went to Minnesota, 1-1-0. Uh, they've won three and four now, and they were at the top of the conference yeah. for a bit. Um, they had a, a bit of a, a, a well inconsistent sort of June time, July, but I mean now three and four, top of the conference. The the uh, to me, I still would fancy Seattle to win that conference, but LA Galaxy be showing that they're sticking around, which is more than what they've done in recent years. Yeah, uh, two wins and a draw since we last did a, did a podcast. That's solid. You're going to take that. It's great MLS form. That is yeah. the bottom line, and you know they find themselves up there. The, for me, hundred percent in the playoffs. Bizarrely, don't look at them in contention for the top spot. I don't think it matters, and I don't think LA Galaxy fans will care either. They're going to be in the playoffs. And they're going to have a really, really good chance. Can they get a sixth MLS Cup? I think maybe it's a season too soon. But we know MLS and we know that... Come on, you... prime teacher in the MLS Cup. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Well, hopefully he'll, he'll get back. <laughs> He's this. having none of it. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, I think it's a season too soon. They need to show that they can make the playoffs and go far in it this time. And then be, be keep have that stability for next year. I think they've lacked a bit of stability and and in recent years and that's why they haven't pushed I, I know they got beat to LAFC in one playoff year and that was probably the closest they've been in the last four or five years but uh, it's good to see we've said it before LA Galaxy they're one of the star names in the league so it's good to see when they're doing well at the top of the league It's we're trying to have people in this country in particular watching MLS and if they see LA Galaxy at the top yeah. they, there's a lot more credibility to it unless they, you know, if you've seen them at the bottom so uh, good good win for LA Galaxy Minnesota first defeating five but still fifth in the conference they, they probably what we expected we will yep. expect them to get the playoffs uh, only the fourth game in 18 that they've not scored this year Minnesota really yeah um, NYCFC two into Miami nil uh, Cassianos got both for goals he had a bit of a dry spell back on it yeah he's back on it now uh, eight goals this season he scored a Penenka. Do you think he's doing that in the middle of June when he's not been scoring? Absolutely goals? not. No. no, we've seen them go very, very wrong, haven't we? Uh, looking at you, Vancouver. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think um, didn't we have an episode called the Risky Penenka? We did. Yeah, excellent, excellent yeah. title. Um, yeah, no, NYCFC look, they look in great form, and they they look like they're really challenging any revs. I said it in the last podcast. You know, they needed to win those games in hand that they had. Um, for me. Really good side, yeah. Really good yeah. side, especially attacking. Bizarrely, and I don't know, like it's so bizarre to say this, but I really think New England Revolution have already they've already won it, and I never thought I'd say that because they've been so bad in the years that we've been yeah, recording yeah. this podcast. It's weird to say that in August, but I I can't. They just look so assured. Yeah, I mean, what forty three points mm. already? I think are they twelve above? Like the teams, yeah, uh, uh, top by twelve points. They played two extra games. 
but still, I mean, that's mm. that's impressive. And you look at that sort of uh, chasing pack, NYCFC are playing well, Nashville are, uh, Orlando are doing well as well. So there's some good teams in there. And any of are just, they just smashed it. I mean, they, if we move on to their game, they went to Toronto 1-2-1 and, and uh, they're showing what they we said it last time, you're doing what we need to do to win games. Toronto, Osario equalised 10 minutes to go. Gustavo Bow, they go up the other end, he scores a penalty, they yeah. win the game. And that's what good teams do. Is that assured? That's what I'm saying. They're so assured. They, the, the belief that they're going to go and win games and that, that they can do it is unbelievable. And they just, like, I can't see that they're the same club that we were watching a few years ago. It, like, it is bizarre. It's the beauty of MLS, though. I love it. I love it yeah. so much. It's so good. Uh, TFC, uh, bottom of the East. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they've they've struggled. They've, since being back at BMO Field, I've seen a lot better performances mm. from them. Okay, they're playing any Rebs. I mean, we can't judge them too much because any Rebs are playing so well. Um, I've got to say as well, the amount of times we've seen top of the bottom in a conference, yeah. the team at the bottom win. So credit to any It's not just that game though, because they played um, Philly and New York as well, yeah, Toronto. Yeah. So I know they're bottom. And I know that it's not been a good season. I'm not making excuses for them. But like since we last did the podcast, that's three tough games that they've had. You can't really be judging them on Philly, any Revs or NYCFC? No, I, I don't think Toronto are going to finish bottom. Personally, They're only think, bottom by one point. Yeah, and when you look at Inter Miami and how unpredictable they've been, I mean, they've been poor for the majority of the season. You would think that Toronto would finish above them mm. or at least one or two of the sides down there in the East. But um, is it too much now for Toronto to turn this around? They're not good enough. No, uh, that's a fair comment, and I, I, I couldn't argue with you on that, to be honest. <laughs> uh, moving over to the West, then SKC uh, were off the top of the uh, West for, for a few hours. Mm. They went back up. They uh, beat FC Dallas away 2-0, which is a good result. FC Dallas have been doing all right. Yeah, and beat LAFC 4-1 as yeah, well, which, a is, strong, which yeah. is a really strong result yeah. because we've just talked about how good the LAFC roster is, and this is why LAFC are where they are, is because they're meeting the big teams and... They haven't got an answer for it. And, you know, SKC looking really assured of themselves, obviously lost in the League's Cup, but um, got a win against Dallas as well. So for me, really strong. Yeah, you look at the West and where, as we just said, they're in E-Revs. They've, they've got the chasing pack with them in the East, but you would say that they're going to, they're probably going to win Support Shield, but they're definitely going to win in the East. The West yeah. to finish top is hot enough and there's a few teams in there that could do it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you've got to look at uh, New England for me, but... Yeah, as we said, Seattle, SKC, mm, Galaxy potentially as well. Um, there's it's it's really interesting, and there's some really good teams and some really poor teams, and they're not the way round that you expected either. I didn't expect to see Toronto bottom. No, no, exactly. And another team that you've said you were surprised to see so high up, they have sitting quite comfortably in fourth at the moment in the West, Colorado. Mm. They went to Houston one three one. Bubakar opened the goal scoring. Uh, Pico got the equaliser from the penalty spot but then Colorado he kind of for me I mean they got the two goals he dominated the second half a strong win again for them on the road um, we, we we like a broken record we're saying it every time we do a podcast but they keep on impressing us yeah and it's time for the compliments they deserve to be honest because I think we've looked at Colorado throughout the season and gone mm, is it going to last is it going to last They've started to show that they've got that resilience. They are consistent. The consistency is so hard to come by in MLS, but they really have been consistent. And it's time that we start talking about them making the playoffs. They're going to be in the playoffs now. And we're maybe not used to it, like we've said about New England, seeing them do so well. In the time that we've been 
watching MLS. I know that, you know, they've been around a long time in terms of of the league and its history. But in terms of us, we're not used to it. And I'm here for it. I like it. I love seeing things get mixed up. Yeah, well, it seems like, uh, especially Series 1 and Series 2, we were just saying like, oh, Colorado could surprise people because of the trades they've done and the business. It never worked out. That second goal, Anthony Kay passes it to Barrios and he scores. Yeah. That is an example of good recruitment that they've done this year. This is yeah. why they're fourth. They've got that MLS experience, good players who have done it before and uh, it's clicked for them. I think they're doing really well under the manager. They ended last season really well. Mm. So credit to them and it's good to see and uh, I mean Galvin's goal as well that rounded it off was a brilliant goal. Remember the Anthony Hudson days? Oh, yeah, we do. We do it very well. It doesn't seem well. that long ago. No, it doesn't. Uh, so they're sitting comfortably in fourth now. Houston, five points after playoffs in 11th, but I think we both agree they're probably going to stay around there. Yeah. Um, RSL beat Austin 1-0. RSL move into the playoffs. Austin, I mean, rock bottom. They've lost five of the last six games. In those five games, they've not scored. Mm, I'm surprised. Were we bigging them up too much because of the fan base, because of one or two of the signings? Did we kind of forget that they are they, they are a new team? They are a new team, but I don't feel like I expected them to be bottom. I think that roster is good enough. It's one of the best rosters we've seen assembled for a new side. And so I know that, you know, we've got a bit of a chemistry issue and they need to gel a little bit. But I definitely expected more from Austin, I'll be honest. I'm, I am a bit disappointed. I mean, not making playoffs. I think we can both agree on that. But um, again, as we said with Colorado, if you can get a strong end to the season, Mm. it can just give you something going into next year. Uh, The final game, uh, which was on Friday evening, we can't really say much about San Jose nil, Vancouver nil. That's all I can say about that, really. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. So it's that time of the show where I take uh, you all on a little tour of a certain state, city or region, as we found with New England, uh, that has an MLS team. So last time we did LA, Mm. uh, found loads of stuff about LA, even the uh, coroner's office in LA has a gift shop. Uh, So this time, I did say on the last episode, I was going to put this out on Twitter, but then when I look at the places we've got left, we've not got many left, but we did have two from Texas. Mm. So in that case, I thought, well... This time, we'll do Henry's Guide to Houston. Famous, of course, for country bangers like this. (laughs) Well, going off for some of the famous people from there, Mm. maybe not. But we'll find out in a sec because first, hey, Elliot. Hey, Hannes. Did you know that Houston is the fourth largest city in the US with a population of 2.3 million? No, but I did know that one of that 2.3 million is a girl I went to school with. Really? Mm. Oh, she came from Houston to Norwich? Or no, she moved way? over there. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Don't blame her either. Um, well, that would explain why there's 145 different languages spoken in the city, because as we know, Norfolk in the UK has its own language. It's very <laughs> difficult for those who are not from the area to understand. All right. Yeah, it's very uh, farmer, isn't it? Farmer. Um, the city of Houston is so big that just the metro area of the city is actually bigger than New Jersey. Wow. Uh, more than 10,000 restaurants in Houston, as you can imagine with so many people living there. Uh, and uh, on average, a Houston person, a Houstonite, I think they're called, maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. They eat out uh, on an average four times a week. Wow. No wonder she's moved over there. Yeah. Uh, named after Sam Houston, the guy who led the battle for Texas's independence from Mexico. And in 1837, uh, within four months, the population went from 12 people and a log cabin 
1,500 <laughs> with hundreds of homes. Wow. Within four months. Uh, there's an underground pedestrian walkway system that links the, all the blocks together. It's seven miles long. This was originally built by a theatre owner that wanted to link his three different faces in the city so it's like when you have to in london when you have to walk from one tube to the other but just without the tubes yeah basically um it's uh it's of course home to uh nasa's mission control center which is why they say houston we have a problem and they really have got a problem at the minute to be fair (laughs) yeah the dynamos do Uh, and uh, because of the uh nasa links that is why their baseball team was called the astros they were called the colts i think but they changed it to astros to link in with that and uh, because of the uh, NASA link, their uh, affiliate team is Orlando. Is it? No. No. Uh, I was like, that's not on my list. <laughs> uh, we love a, lo- a weird museum on Henry's Guide to North America. Houston is no different. It has the Museum of Funeral History. Is that two funeral mentions in two weeks? It is. Yeah. Excellent. Um, famous people from Houston include Beyonce, Kenny Rogers, Hilary Duff, Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Garner, Jim Parsons from Big Bang Theory, Travis Scott and Machine Gun Kelly. Beyonce, Travis Scott, Machine Gun Kelly, famous, of course, for their country music. I don't know, maybe one of them weird Beyonce albums that she's released. <laughs> is links to that. And finally, there is a beer can house. Yes. You look at me perplexed. Uh, John Milkovich started the project in 1968 and for 18 years started covering his house in the beer cans that was left over from what him and his wife drank. (laughs) The house was eventually covered, get this, in 18 years with 50,000 cans. Wow. I think a few people helped him out as well, but that is the beer can house in Houston. Google it. It looks amazing. And that, Elliot, is Henry's Guide to Houston. Famous, of course, for... Oh, no, it's not famous for country music, is it? When are we doing Nashville? Last one. Whenever that is. Uh, I need to have a proper look at what we've not done, but I think I think Dallas we've not done yet. Toronto we've not done. Chicago we've not done yet. So there's some big places mm, still to do. Okay. Uh, right, well, in recent weeks, we've been doing uh, Free Lies on the show, but mm. this week, it's come back. It's your favourite. It's my favourite. It's everyone's favourite part of the show. It's the... Oh, still... Not, still it's not, not quite, not, not guys, one. too. It's, it's the uh, return of... <laughs> the, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, no, it's time for this. The Jason Christ is Right. Uh, Henry Hewitt, please come on down and play our higher or lower game. Uh, Henry, Toronto FC are currently bottom of the Supporter Shield standings. Uh, a bit of a shock. I think we've already agreed. However, I thought I'd take a look at the teams who have finished bottom the most since 96. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're going to start with Toronto. How many times do you reckon they've finished bottom of the standings? Um, now, we've said that we've only really been watching MLS for about four or five years, and Toronto have been really good in that time. But before that, mm. they were awful, apparently. <laughs> so I'm going to say three. It's two. Oh, okay. Uh, so Toronto have finished bottom of the standings twice. Higher or lower, Colorado. Oh, um, slightly higher. I mean, that's just based on the fact that they've been in for a long time. I agree. I would have gone higher as well, but it's lower. Oh. It's only once, oh, okay. which is decent, isn't it? Only once in the time that they've been in. Um, higher or lower than once, New England Revolution. Oh, now they've, they're one of the OGs. So you're talking 25 years here. Surely in 25 years... They've been more than once. So I'm going to go higher. 
It is higher. It's only twice, though, which, again, fairly impressive. Uh, higher or lower than twice, DC United. Um, higher. They must have done it a few times. In the last 10 years, just, yeah, a few times. I'm going to go three. It's four. Is it? Yeah, four times. So, But they have won it, like, what? I believe one of them was a tie, but still. Like, yeah, yeah, they have won it quite a lot. So you take the wins with the defeats. I, I think this is quite tough, this one. Okay. Because it's a team that are, uh, have been in there for a long while. Yeah. And they've not been always great. No. Chicago. Higher or lower than four times. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that four times is probably the highest amount of time. So I'm going to go lower. It is lower. It's three. Oh. There's still time this season. <laughs> uh, higher or lower than three. Columbus. An original 96 team. Yeah. But I think lower. It is lower. It's one. Only oh, once. Okay. Uh, San Jose, higher or lower than one? Um, Two. I'd go higher. It's double. Yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Spot I'm, I'm getting them. Spot, actually, spot. normally I'm just higher or lower. And <laughs> 50% of the chance of being right. But I'm throwing it out now. All right, then show off. Higher or lower than two? Tampa Bay Rowdies. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox in now. Lower one. It is one. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati higher or lower than one? Uh, two higher. Yeah. And Orlando City higher or lower than two? Two one. Yes, he's spot on. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, this game. Could, I, I needed a break from Crisis Right to become really good at. Mm. Yeah, this annoyed me that. <laughs> Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. So it's time to have a look at what's happening this weekend in MLS. Now, you may remember on the last episode uh, that Elliot finally won a round of predictions, which we were all shocked about. And uh, that meant that it was 3 1 in the series so far. Go on, but give me the good news. Elliot, last time you lost. So he's now 4 1. Uh, 40 points to 20, I won. It was a bit of a walkover. Uh, remember, if, you, if you're new to this, we have five points for a correct outcome. So if you say, uh, I don't know, uh, Orlando win and they win, you get five points. If you say they win 2-1 and they win 2-1, you get 10 points. Uh, only one correct uh, result last time. I got it. It was into Miami 2, Nashville 1. I predicted that. I don't even check these. You could be completely lying to me. I could be, but there'll be someone out there who checks them as well. <laughs> So uh, I, I would love to, uh, I'd love to do that and completely murk you off, but no, it's uh, <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, right, so the, there are some matches in midweek. Uh, we'll only look at this weekend's fixtures for predictions, mm. but just to run through what's happening in midweek on Wednesday, uh, sorry, well Tuesday evening, uh, we've got LA Galaxy versus Colorado and San Jose versus Minnesota. Then on Wednesday evening, so this is Thursday morning here in the UK. Uh, Atlanta v Toronto, New England versus DC, Cincinnati versus Montreal, Miami versus Chicago, Philadelphia versus New York City FC, uh, Red Bulls versus Columbus, Dallas versus Seattle, Kansas City, or SKC as we should say, mm -hmm. um, versus Portland, Nashville versus Orlando. Come on the purple men. Big game now. Come on the yellows. Uh, Austin versus <laughs> Vancouver. And uh, RSL versus Houston. So uh, some really juicy games. And Dallas versus Seattle. Uh, so if you are in the UK, if you're an MLS fan, uh, quite a few games there to to uh, keep you up, to look forward to if you need an excuse to uh, maybe uh, ring in sick on Friday morning. Um, or Thursday morning, I should say. 
Uh, right, so let's have a look at this weekend then. Um, it's Friday night slash Saturday mm, morning. 3.30 a.m. Uh, it's the Cali Classico, LA Galaxy versus San Jose. How do you see this going? 2-0. Sorry for that horrible noise my mouth just made. 2-0 uh, to LA Galaxy. I can't go against you on this one. I think LA Galaxy, with the form they're in, I know San Jose are, are prone to a bit of a uh, an upset. But uh, I don't see it with this. I think uh, LA Galaxy will win 3-1. Okay. Uh, how about uh, Saturday night, Minnesota versus SKC? <sighs> a big game, this. Tough game. I think Minnesota, after losing to LA Galaxy, will want to show that they can do it against the, the, the teams in form in the conference. But I, I can't go against SKC. No. I think it'll be another 1-0. Yeah, uh, I'll go 2-1 to make it interesting. Uh, Columbus versus Seattle, a repeat of MLS Cup, but this time at a different stadium, the lower.com. Yeah, if you're Columbus and you're really looking to turn your season around, uh, this is not the fixture you want particularly, <laughs> no. is it? Um, this is difficult. I'm going to go Seattle. Right. I'm going to go 2-1 Seattle. I um, know it's an away win, but they're just a bit of a force, aren't they? They are a force. Uh, I think Columbus will get something out of this game. I think it'll be 2-2. But that is, I'm I was tempted for Seattle. You do fancy Seattle, but I'm just going to go two two because I believe Columbus will turn it around. Uh, DC versus Atlanta. This is early on uh, Sunday morning, one a.m. here in the UK at Audi Field. God, I hope DC win. Two uh, one DC. I think someone's a little bit nervous now. Atlanta have won a few games. Uh, I don't think they'll win this one though. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm not. Uh, I don't think Atlanta will win this one. I think it'll be, uh, I think, 2-1 to DC. I'm about as nervous about Atlanta as I am Miami, and Miami <laughs> are playing Toronto, so oh. you have to feel like they're going to win. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 Miami. This is this is a tough one to call. I'm, I'm doing, going to home advantage. Yeah, I'm doing this on home advantage as well. Uh, Miami have shown in recent weeks, they've shown something. They, they, they've got against more Na- about them than yeah, Toronto at the minute. They win that against Nashville, point against Philadelphia, some good results in there, especially at home. So I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go 3-2 actually. Mm, okay. How do you fancy a New York derby while we're at it? Yeah, that'll be a. It's at Red Bull Arena, so mm. uh, NYCFC. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It could still be NYCFC at home. Um, I think the NYCFC is. It's they're used to that ground. Mm. They're used to the stadium. I don't think that's an away game anymore. No, I think they're playing well as well. So I'm going to go. I think it'll be one nil NYCFC. Yeah, I'm going two one NYCFC. Uh, New England versus FC Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, <laughs> in. I'll dare you to go for a Cincy win here. Three <laughs> one uh, New England Revolution. Yeah. No three nil. Three nil. Sorry, Cincy. I'll, I'll take you three one then. I was going to say I don't see FC Cincinnati scoring, but to make it interesting, I'll take your three one. <laughs> uh, Orlando v Chicago at the Exploria. Mm. You mentioned earlier we sort of glossed over Orlando, and you said, oh, you know, you know, Orlando fans will be happy. I don't think Orlando fans are happy. You and I think this is a sign of where we're at at the minute. You expect too much. Remember think, where you come from. I think we do. I think that's the. this is the thing with Oscar in charge, the roster he's built. I, I don't think it's been good enough recently. Too much rotation. So it's kind of like what teams are you going to pick after they've played in the week? What teams is he going to pick at home to Chicago? I can't even mm. decide until I see, see whether he's going to take it seriously or not. But I'd like to think we get the win. So I'm going to go 2-0 Orlando. 
Um, Foolishly. You've persuaded me to not go for Orlando. Win. I think uh, Chicago so, playing well. I think it'd be, I think 1-1. You've had a few sort of draws at home, yeah. haven't you, recently? So I'm going to go 1-1. Yeah, this is a good shout. Uh, Houston. Oh, no. Did we miss one? Yeah. Philly versus Montreal. That's the one, yeah. Uh, Philadelphia at home, Subaru uh, Park. I've got to say they'll win. But, I mean, Montreal are doing okay this season. They're doing well, better than what I thought they would. So I think 2-1 Philadelphia. 1-0 Philly. Uh, Houston, FC Dallas. Mm. Yeah. I, game. I can't pick a Houston win after they've lost all those games in a row or, you know, gone winless yeah. all those games in a row. I'm going to go Dallas. Narrow 2-1. You know what? It's the time. They've got to win at some point. Oh. 2-1. All I'm basing it on is they've got to win at some point. Okay. That's fair. And they're at home. Um, RSL are away at Colorado. I'm going to go Colorado win. Derby match, but a Colorado win. 2-0. I'm going for goals. Oh, yeah? 4-2. Wow. Uh, Austin v. Portland. I'm going for goals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 3-0 Portland. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, Austin, I, I know they scored three against Houston, but as you just pointed out, a lot of teams scoring against Houston at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but Austin, yeah, they, up for, they just need to sort up front out. It's not, it's not happening, so I can't see them scoring against Portland. Portland have got a lot to prove now. I think they'll go there and win, but I think it'll be 1-0. Okay, um, I'm going to go for a draw in the final game, which is Whitecaps versus LAFC. I'm going 2-2. Yeah, normally we'd go for an LFC winning this one, but Vancouver have shown that. I mean, they went to Galaxy injury, didn't they recently? Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, they've shown they've got a bit more about them. I actually think Vancouver will win this one now. You know, I think they'll go and win. Um, right. Well, before we do another episode, we've got the All Star Game, which mm. we spoke about. So this is uh, Wednesday, the twenty fifth of August. It's two a.m. in the morning, so it'd be Thursday morning here in the UK. Um, what do what do you? I mean, we can't really predict really anything from this, but um, what are you hoping for? Like, because this is, I mean, there's a big rivalry with Liga MX and mm. MLS, and, and I know they're trying to make it into a friendly rivalry, but what can MLS show to, to uh, uh, you know, the watching continent, really? Because all of North America will be watching this. What can what are we hoping for? For me, it's about the youngsters. I think uh, there's too much of a, you know, the likes of Nanny being picked, great, but it's all about, for me, it's the youngsters that we talk about episode after episode. Um, who are breaking into you know teams and being looked at by by clubs in Europe? I think this is where MLS has to make it stand and say, do you know, do you know what? It's not about this retirement league anymore. Um, so I, I want to, I don't want to just be relying on on all the old designated players in this. Um, I know it's it's mainly who's been picked, but um, you know we've we've seen that actually these All Star games can go one way or the other. I I don't know if we're gonna win. But I'm hoping that we get to see as many of the players that are on that roster as possible. For us watching when they normally play a European team, you can kind of gauge it a bit better. You know, I don't really know Liga MX that no. well, so I can't really say, oh, they've got these players compared to MLS. But you just hope that they put, I hope MLS put on a good show. I think a disaster would be if half time we're losing 3-0 that's then like because you know you look at Liga MX they're always winning the CONCACAF Champions League there's you just feel like in terms of of history and and sort of quality that MLS are kind of just behind a little Mm. bit so I think this is a great opportunity for them to go no we are good and and build on it and uh, you know and, and who knows but uh, yeah, I'd like to see MLS win. I'd like a good a good show. It's Bank of California Stadium. I've waited twelve months for this, so I hope it goes really well for 
for that. And uh, yeah, well, let's let's hope they put on a good show. If they get beat heavily, then it's uh, it'll be it'll be disappointing. Yeah, I will say the kit's not for me. That shirt's not for me. No, not a fan. Uh, right, well, that's nearly it for today's show. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. The game with a changing name, the player. I don't have a clue who it is. Uh, okay, so they started their career at Norwich City in 1993. They made 49 appearances. Uh, they also played for Gillingham, Bristol, Wolves, Leicester, Crystal Palace, Stoke City, Burnley, Sheffield United, Burnley again. Uh, they went to Houston Dynamo, which is why they are an MLS UK player. Uh, and they also played for Notts County and Colwyn Bay. In Wales? Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, most of their games were played for Norwich, Gillingham, Leicester, and Stoke. Uh, also, 70 appearances for Burnley. Uh, when were he at Leicester? Uh, Leicester was 2000 to 2002. Then mm. they went to Burnley from 2005. Don't know. It's Addy. Akinbayi? Akinbayi. Oh, wow. I didn't know he played it. I didn't know he played at Norwich. I didn't know he played at Houston. Wow. 14 appearances for Houston. How many times did he score for Houston? None. Yeah, he didn't score many in England either. Uh, well done if you got that right. A big well done because I, I didn't have a clue about that one. And looking at his senior career stats, well done to his agent as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, right well that's it for today's show the keyword if you uh, say this on if you leave a review on your podcast provider leave the keyword uh, this our phrase this week because you were on TV at the weekend oh, TV in America kind, uh, kind the key phrase deal. is uh, hi mum I'm on the MLS UK show <laughs> uh, so if you leave that when you leave a review either put it in the, the uh, sort of message you can do of a title leave us five stars you will get a mention on the next episode of the MLS UK show. Hi, Mom. <laughs> uh, thank you. Give us a rating. As I said, uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. It really does make a difference. Share it to all of your friends and uh, good luck to your team this weekend in MLS. Yes. Uh, fingers crossed for plenty more rockets as we uh, see the race for the goal of the season hotting up. Uh, that's your lot, though. So I'll say um, Akin, bye. And I'll say Akin, See ya! <laughs> Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.